Support for the MPTE Clinical Files comes from the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE more than once and are you a bad test taker? The PT Hustle is the leading NPTE preparation company that specializes in one-on-one -on -one coaching for physical therapists who have failed the MPTE. The PT Hustle focuses on helping students figure out why they are failing and then work with each student one-on-one, -on -one, week by week, to achieve a passing score fast. So forget about the constant frustration of not being able to get over a 600. Sign up for your first evaluation today to finally figure out why you are not passing. Sign up at www.thepthustle.com. Again, that is www.thepthustle.com. The PT Hustle. Identify. Execute. Dominate. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended to be used as a learning resource for unlicensed physical therapists preparing for the National Physical Therapy Examination. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended literally for entertainment and educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based on only one source. Therefore, this podcast should not be used as the sole source of personal, clinical, legal, or medical advice. While care has been taken to ensure the accuracy of all answers and rationales, on a rare occasion, mistakes and factual errors can be present, as we are only human. From the creator of the PT Hustle, this is MPTE Clinical Files, one mock MPTE-based question told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. My name is Kyle Rice, the MPTE Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, and the creator of the MPTE Prep Success Course 2.0. If you haven't already joined the free Facebook group called Smart NPTE Prep, you need to do so today. Each and every week, we go through tips, tricks, and strategies to boost your MPTE score and improve your MPTE preparation. So join Smart NPTE Prep today, and I will get you in. All right, for our next MPT clinical file, we have our patient Aurelia. And Aurelia is an eight-month-old infant who was born at 36 weeks gestation. The patient's caregiver is concerned because her child abducts her shoulder and extends her elbow each time the child's head is turned to the same side. Which of the following developmental milestones should the child have met but be expected to have the most difficulty achieving? So we have A rolling prone to supine, B, pull to standing at furniture, C, self-feeding, and D, rolling supine to prone. All right, so we have our child Aurelia, and she's an eight-month-old infant born at 36 weeks gestation. Now, before we dissect this question and get down to our final answer, it's really important for you to understand two key terms and how they relate to developmental milestones, how they relate to the child's overall development. And those two terms are chronological age and gestational age, okay? And so chronological age is the number of days, weeks, months, or even years that today is from the child's actual date of birth or date of delivery, all right? And so we see that our child's eight months old, so she was born eight months ago. Okay, so that's pretty straightforward. Now, we also have to understand, well, what is gestational age? All right, and gestational age is measured in weeks, and it's going to be from the first day of the woman's last menstrual cycle up into the current date. All right, and so what that really means for you and what you need to know for the MPTE is that gestation is the amount of time that the baby stays in the womb. All right, and for the MPTE, you need to know that that is 40 weeks. 
Now it can range between 38 and 42, but for the MPTE, I need you to know that that is 40 weeks. And so our child Aurelia, I should say our patient Aurelia here, is at 36 weeks gestation. So that means that she was born four weeks ahead of schedule. Now, why is that really important for us as far as her development and looking at developmental milestones? Well, it's in a sense that she was born four weeks ahead of schedule, a month ahead. And so we need to give her that time to catch back up again. So even though that she's been born and she is open to the world and growing, she still missed out on those four weeks of being in the womb. And so we're looking at this eight-month-old infant, yes, but she truly isn't eight months. She truly is seven months old because we have to take away the time that she really would have been in the womb and she would not have been born yet, all right? And so we're really looking at a seven-month-old infant developmentally. All right, and so now with this information, we can proceed down the question looking at her as a seven-month-old infant developmentally. And so it says, the patient's caregiver is concerned because her child abducts her shoulder and extends her elbow each time the child's head is turned to the same side. All right, and this is known as the fencing reflex, also known as asymmetrical tonic neck reflex. You need to know this for the MPTE. It's very consistent. This reflex is elicited when the child's head is turned to one side. They're going to get a same side shoulder abduction, same side elbow extension, and it looks like the child is fencing, just like the sport. Now, before we proceed, the one thing that you should really know about your reflexes is that they should integrate over time. Reason being is that if they don't, they can definitely impair or delay your developmental milestones. They can keep the baby from appropriately performing motor tasks that are important for growth. And so it's, that's really what this question is leading into as far as this question stem. It says that which of the following developmental milestones should the child have met but be expected to have the most difficulty achieving? And so really what the question's asking is, which of the following developmental milestones should this child be doing at this age, right? And remember, we said that, you know, she's at seven months of age developmentally. So which one of these should she be able to do at seven months of age, but have difficulty achieving that because she has this asymmetrical tonic neck reflex? All right, that's really what this question is asking. And so we have A, rolling prone to supine, B, pulling to standing at furniture, C is self-feeding, and D is roll supine to prone. When we look at A, we see rolling prone to supine. Well, this is an activity that is typically done at about five months of age. Typically, our child is rolling prone to side lying about four months, and as they get into that five-month period, they're rolling prone to supine, no issues. So we know that this is a developmental milestone that the child should have done or should be able to do currently. So it fits that part of the question. But is asymmetrical tonic neck reflex going to make this a difficult activity or difficult milestone to achieve? Well, the one thing about rolling prone to supine is that the head turns in the direction of the roll. And so there's not going to be an arm movement that's really going to be stopping the patient from rolling from prone to supine. This is something that you might need to do for yourself. Jump in the bed once you get home and, and do it for yourself and see that 
if you did have a asymmetrical tonic neck reflex, you rotate your head to the side of the roll, that there's not really an arm motion that's going to be stopping you from doing this activity. Again, you can't really do this during the MPTE, but at least you can go home and do it in the bed and do it for yourself, and that way you have the experience. So what am I really saying? That A is not likely our answer here. The asymmetrical tonic neck reflex is not gonna stop the baby from rolling prone to supine. Let's look at B. B is pull to standing at furniture. Well, here's the deal. Pull to standing at furniture is typically done somewhere between eight to nine months for a child. Well, we already said that Aurelia's developmental age is really at seven months. And so we don't even expect her to be able to do this right now. And so that violates the first part of our question stem where it's asking us, well, which one of these should the child have met? And so we don't expect her to have met that already. And so B is automatically going to be out. All right. Let's look at C. C says self-feeding. Again, self-feeding is an activity that's done a little bit later in the child's growth. And that is going to be done around anywhere from 10 to 15 months of age. All right. And so, again, we said that this child is about seven months old developmentally. We don't expect them to be able to do self-feeding at this particular time. So it violates the beginning of our question stem, where, again, it's asking us which one of these developmental milestones should the child have met. So C is out. We're looking at D last that says rolling supine to prone. Again, this is one of these that you might have to demonstrate for yourself in the bed or on the floor. But rolling supine to prone is an activity that is typically done or a developmental milestone that is met at six months of age. So should our child have met that? Yes, because our child is seven months. Now, is this an activity that we can expect to be pretty difficult if our patient has an asymmetrical tonic neck reflex? And the answer is yes to that. Rolling supine to prone is going to be very difficult. Reason being is that the child rotates the head in the direction of the roll. And so if the child rotates the head to the right and then their right arm jumps out into abduction and elbow extension, what's going to be hard for the child to create that roll from supine to prone? They're going to be blocked into that motion, all right? And so rolling supine to prone is an activity, is a milestone that is very difficult to achieve in a patient that has not integrated their asymmetrical tonic neck reflex or the ATNR, all right? And so our final answer here, our best answer is rolling supine to prone. That is gonna be the most difficult for our patient to achieve. If you got this question correct, more than likely you were able to understand the importance of the developmental age and be able to apply that to the asymmetrical tonic neck reflex and also to understand how the asymmetrical tonic neck reflex impacts developmental milestones. Now, if you didn't get this question correct, you learned about chronological age, gestational age, asymmetrical tonic neck reflex and how that impacts developmental milestones. That right there is a very common reflex that we deal with in physical therapy, and therefore it is highly likely to come up on practice exams in the MPTE. And so as always, I want you to take yourself a step further Ask yourself about symmetrical tonic neck reflex, Gallant or Landau reflex. How would those impact our patient's ability to reach certain developmental milestones?
Which milestones would they reach and which ones would they not be able to reach? These are all questions that you want to ask yourself in order to be prepared for the NPTE curveballs. As always, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. Support for the MPTE Clinical Files is provided by the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE? What are you going to do differently this time to get a different result? You should try one-on-one coaching in order to get you the direction and structure that you need to be successful. Stop guessing whether you're going to pass on your next attempt. Sign up for an in-depth MPTE evaluation today to figure out the quickest way to passing the boards. Sign up at thepthustle.com forward slash services. Again, that is thepthustle.com forward slash services.